0: Okay, guys, this episode was heavily guided by you. Kimberly and I are answering frequently asked questions that you submitted in the description section of this podcast or on our Instagram. We'll answer frequently asked questions, so make sure you listen to the end so you don't miss your question being answered. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection podcast, a science-based honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, AKA Nashville thyroid expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Hi, Kimberly. Are you ready to have fun and answer our listeners' frequently asked questions? Oh my gosh, this is like one of my favorite episodes.
1: I love it when we do these because then the listeners truly get some just basic answers to some very asked and thought about and you know structured questions that they've shared with us because they have so many
0: concerns. Absolutely, yes. So um, let's jump to our first frequently asked question. Perfect. So our listeners are
1: coming back constantly, weekly, asking, why does Hashimoto's cause hair loss?
0: Gosh, this is a very loaded question. But the reason people are asking it all the time, because they want to know the The fundamental knowledge, because when if you know that why something is happening, you know how to treat it, right? If you have a diagnosis and the reason, you have a plan. So you know, in ninety percent of people, hypothyroidism is caused by Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, it means that your immune system stops recognizing the thyroid as part of your body and begins attacking your thyroid cells. So as Hashimoto ravages your thyroid gland, destroying it from the inside out, your thyroid gland will eventually have, you know, problem producing enough thyroid hormone. And so why is this a problem? Because we know that thyroid hormones play critical role in both the development and maintenance of our hair, hair follicle. And, um, you know, that means that low thyroid function can make your hair fall out and can slow down or completely stop hair growth. And so, how does it happen? We know that thyroid disorders cause disruption of thyroid hormones and primarily of T3 and T4 hormones, which directly leads to hair loss, especially in untreated or extreme conditions. Another way Hashimoto causes hair loss is through gut dysbiosis, which is uh, just imbalance of good and bad bacteria. Uh, This can influence the availability of essential micronutrients, not only for the thyroid gland, but also for our hair, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, next one, why Hashimoto causes hair loss, it's because it leads to nutrient deficiencies due to low stomach acid and... uh, you know, potential uh, dysbiosis in the gut. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, their study shows that high TPO TPO antibodies of the thyroid are are indicators of oxidative stress and inflammation. And we know that if we have inflammation, especially inflammation on our scalp, it will cause hair loss. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And finally, you know, high TPO antibodies is antibody levels is a strong indicator of elevated fasting insulin. And, you know, as if you have high blood sugar, you have fasting, if your insulin is elevated, that means you have high blood sugars. And, um, you know, your hair follicles, they feed off, the blood brings oxygen mm-hmm. to them. So guess what happens when you have elevated fasting insulin and high blood sugar? Your hair doesn't get enough nutrients and oxygen to it because you you know, if you have high blood sugar, your arteries harden. Right. That's why, you know, we, we always address that. So, yeah, that's another thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Oh. Great points, excellent, excellent. Because the circulation piece and that
1: blood flow into the root of the hair or the papilla is is where it all starts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so if you don't start it off correctly, then it's it, the hair is only going to break faster. It's going to be duller and more damaged as we see
0: that the hair continues to grow. Mm-hmm. So, Kimberly, speaking of roots, mm-hmm. my roots are growing out and I do want to color them. And since I have thyroid problem, Hashimoto's, do I have to be concerned about coloring my hair?
1: Great question. And we get that asked all the time. I, I think, you know, there were four or five of those questions that came across last week. So, the basic answer is yes, you should be concerned. But let me break that down so then the next component is is you have to remember the hair that is growing right it's in a growing cycle the life cycle of the hair goes through three phases the hair is predominantly affected with a thyroid condition at the root, right? And what's going on at the root there well below the surface of the skin. When you're coloring the hair, you're coloring what we consider actually a hair it can be in a growing phase, it can be in a dormant phase, or it could truly even be in a shedding or a telogen phase. So you have to be concerned about the color that's being used on the scalp itself. So if, for example, let's use you, um, you highlight your hair. Mm-hmm. Do you use a base color on the hair at all? So, or is it just foiled okay. highlights? That's foil, yes. Okay, just the foil's Mm -hmm. highlights. So when that particular highlight process is performed, if the color is only touched and retouched at the root area, okay, or where that, like you said, Mm -hmm. speaking of the root of the problem, right where the color is starting to grow out, as long as the color is placed there on the new growth and not carried over onto the hair that has already been colored every six weeks... Every six weeks, every six weeks, you're doing just fine. The problem is, is that when we have an individual that is already having weak hair that is unhealthy due to, oh, all the reasons that we've discussed, but specifically the root cause of the problem, thyroid hair loss, when you find that that area is Conflicted. It will cause the hair to break faster with minimum damage. So, when I talk about damage, we have to all be realistic and know that when you're applying a color that is stripping out the natural color of your hair. It is truly damaging the outside layers of the hair, the cuticle and the cortex. The only way that we can remove those pigments is to go deeply into that cuticle and cortex, right? And so I warn and caution to be very careful with those processes. The one process, however, I will say that can actually be sometimes healthier for the hair. As if you're utilizing a gloss that is a no ammonia product, because many times there are truly moisturizers and some agents that are in that pigment that will truly help and give the hair some more bounce and some shine. When you're having challenges with hair growth and hair loss, you feel that the hair looks very unnatural, unshiny, and not pretty and healthy, right? So these glossing treatments can actually give you that shine back, give you a little bit of body and some volume back, and make you feel better at looking in the mirror at the results. Because I don't want anyone to think that
0: their hair has to look miserable
1: while they're undergoing treatment.
0: Right. Well, I'm glad you said that because um, I don't think if I I don't think I can stop coloring my hair, <laughs> but that's why we're paying big bucks to our. Uh, hair stylist uh, because they know what they're doing, and uh, we just need to make sure that everything is ammonia free and right as gentle as possible.
1: Yes. So on to question three, and this question is very thought provoking. The listener asks, "Will she ever be normal again and grow her hair back the way it was before her Hashimoto's or her thyroid disease?"
0: Yes, this is a very sensitive subject because everybody reacts to treatment uh, differently. And, you know, the short answer, I want to say, yes, 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 you you will feel normal again. You will regrow your hair. The longer answer is that, you know, girl, if... Feeling better takes time, right? In regrowing your hair takes time. Although some people respond well to medication and start feeling like they're old selves, others continue experiencing significant symptoms that affect their quality of life, even when their thyroid function is considered normal, you know, when their lab work looks normal. But we know there are so many, mm, so many, you know, things that goes into, go into feeling normal, not just your normal thylo- lab work. Uh, and synthetic thyroid hormones does not alleviate hypo- hypothyroidism symptoms, but simply replenishes hormones in the body. With thyroid disease like Hashimoto, simply taking medication is not enough, especially if we want to grow healthy hair. We need to calm the autoimmune attack, decrease inflammation in the body, balance our uh, hormones, especially female hormones, heal our gut. Uh, You know, we dedicated a whole episode talking about gut health and hair health, naturally detoxify our liver, and reduce symptoms through integrative nutrition, you know, and holistic approaches. So by doing all of this, we we will decrease thyroid antibodies increase conversion of thyroid hormone hormones and replenish vitamins and minerals deficiencies so yes it takes time but you can feel normal again
1: I'll just add a little um, bit of personal information. So my mother and my grandmother both suffer uh, from thyroid disorder, hence the reason that I do as well. And they both have experienced tremendous hair loss. However, I will tell you, my mother's hair now probably looks better than it ever has and she's 81. 81. And it's because that we were able to get her thyroid balanced, and we were able to start her on some treatment. Um, you know, she said it's never going to come back because she remembers seeing my grandmother's hair, and it had gotten so thin. But my mom has a great head of hair at eighty-one, so I think there's lots of hope for everyone listening. That
0: is so good to hear. Yeah. Yes, uh, hope, hope is everything. Yes, it is. Okay, Kimberly, let's move on to. Our next frequently asked question, how frequently should I shampoo my hair if I experience hair loss? And oh, my God, I don't know if I want to hear the answer. (laughs) I think you'll be just fine. Natalia,
1: that is such a great question. And we again, we, I hear that uh, just over cocktails. I hear that at dinner. We hear that all the time. But I think the most important part is that we look deeply into what's going on to the root instead of just talking about how we're just going through our daily routines. One of the issues that we see online is that many times, uh, you know, individuals will say, oh, I read someplace where I should only shampoo once a week. I've read where um, I should only shampoo twice a week. All of this information is fine, but it's really not correct, We know and we have proven statistics that talk about why it's so important to massage and stimulate not just the scalp, but the entire body. Think about it. When you have a broken arm, when you have a torn ligament in your knee, after you go through a healing process, and many times now, especially with younger folks, my son's friend just had torn a ligament in his foot, and within probably a week, they started him in physical therapy. So what does the physical therapy do to our bones and our tissues and our ligaments and our body? It stimulates the blood flow. That is exactly what we need to think about for our scalp. So no different. Blood flow runs throughout the body, right? We have to stimulate the blood flow. We have to speed up that cell reproduction in the scalp. If you think about gravity, right? And why do our hands swell? Why do our feet swell when we get hot, when you know things are going crazy and the, with the temperature? It's because all of that fluid is flowing downward because of gravity. So where's the top of your head? On the top of your body, right? So you have to pay particular attention to make sure that no matter what, you are truly stimulating that scalp. The only way to get that scalp stimulated is to make sure that you are truly massaging, whether that is through shampooing, whether that is using a scalp massage electric stimulator, whether that is going and having um, actual deep tissue massages for your body and then then st- having them massage the scalp, whatever choice you know just do it is really the key because stimulating that scalp, cleansing the scalp really benefits the hair from all the way to the root, all the way to the ends. The other key about this shampooing process is that if you have very long hair, Natalia, you know, as yours is, you want to make sure that you're treating the scalp one way. And many times you need to treat the hair a different way. Growing hair starts to lose elasticity. It starts to lose moisture. We need to add certain amount of moisture and protein back into the strands of the hair to truly give it bounce body and shine. That is different than what we do to the scalp. So all of that being said, make sure that you are caring for the scalp daily, whether it is through massage, whether it is through shampooing, which is what I recommend, whether it is also adding some moisture to the scalp. And I'm saying moisture, I'm not saying oil. And then really getting that circulation moving. So um, that question, you know, boy, we can add to that and, and we have so many more to follow on, but I know our timing is running a little tight today. So what I want to do is just remind you that we're here every week for you. Um, we offer these podcast complimentary so that you get to feed your information tank gives you more things to think about other ways to research what's going on with your particular hair loss and lots of opportunities to come back and listen but we also need your help one we need you to send us some questions two we need you to rate our podcast let others know about the importance of our messaging and how you like it and then three come back and see us next week because we're going to be here and we know you will too take care